Hello, everyone. My name is Josh, and I'd like to welcome you to the Walk in the Light podcast, and may God bless you all. Today, probably against my better judgment, I'm going to get into some controversial stuff here. Um, you don't have to turn on the news today to find the most difficult and troubling things impacting America today uh, in many ways, and Christians are at the are often at the center of the fold. Uh, I'm not going to cover all a lot of issues um, going on in the world today, but I am going to look at two of some of the biggest ones um, in a two-part uh, series here and uh, take a look at some Bible verses that may help us navigate them. A disclaimer up front, this is controversial. Um, this is going to rub some people the wrong way, but that is what the Bible is supposed to do. It's supposed to convict us, change us from worldly people into godly people that look more and more like Christ. So there are two main things I'm going to uh, look at uh, today. Part one, uh, it's going to be honoring and submitting to authority, what the Bible says about it, and what we can, um, uh, when can we disobey authority. And uh, next time I'm going to get into uh, part two, which will be disagreements aggression and a Christian behavior towards people that uh, kind of covering things on people disagreeing on matters that in the Bible are more unclear, like things that uh, everybody loves like vaccinations. So, uh, so let's first look at part one. Again, it's uh, honoring and submitting to authority here. I'm going to cover any authority, uh, uh, most specifically, it'll obviously look at rulers, but it could be things from government, employers, police, uh, anyone that holds a position of authority. I think regardless of someone's side of the political affiliations, uh, we can agree or at the very least acknowledge that politics and how people treat others on the opposite side of their political beliefs has gotten really out of control. If I say the name Donald Trump or Joe Biden, immediately, even many professing Christians today will reach their finger to the back of their throat and want to vomit. They loathe them. They despise anyone that disagrees with them uh, and their views. And oftentimes they'll even fantasize of serious harm or death may even come to mind in some circles. Uh, if the coast is clear, it will pour right out of their mouths. How often I wonder, do some think of God and what his word has to say when they are thinking and behaving this way? Is there any attempt at biblical control, self-control? Who is on the throne? And ultimately, who is the authority in your life? And I think it's really important for us to look at that. And again, professing Christians are very often nowadays at the center of these, of this behavior, um, and, uh, and these aggressive attitudes. Let's take a look at what scripture has to say about world authorities. And we'll be looking at some rulers from these passages and try to think as I go through this about what they have in common and, uh, what we are asked to do in response. So let's first, let's take a look at first Peter and, uh, 
it'll be chapter 2, verses 13 through 25. And it says, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme, or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God, honoring everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the emperor. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a, a gracious thing, when mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure? This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you are straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. So let's go back and uh, look at this a little bit deeper. Uh, this passage starts out very clear with no exceptions. Uh, and we can look at how we are to view authority. That is rulers, uh, state leaders, military police, uh, employers, so on. Uh, it tells us to be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be emperor supreme or to governors sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. There is, n there is no exception in anywhere in this passage. Um, it tells us good or evil, just or unjust. This is the standard that a Christian uh, must hold. Um, says here, not using freedom as a cover-up for evil. Uh, those free in Christ cannot use their exception from condemnation, their faith, uh, anti-biblical actions in the name of biblical virtues, or anything else as an excuse or reason to engage in or prompt others to engage in anything that would dishonor God and those he has appointed as rulers or any other authority. They, <clears throat> excuse me, they are instituted by God, even evil and wicked ones. It says, Be subject to your masters uh, has many titles. Again, we've talked about it multiple times already, but rulers, governments, police, um, even things like employers, supervisors, or others at your jobs. 
we are to be subject to them to honor and glory glorify God even if those masters treat us <clears throat> or others horribly um, again we're, we're not talking about like disagreeing with them or anything like that or that that we uh, promote their behavior or make it seem like it's okay we are talking about honoring them in a way that really just reveals Christ uh, to them and in the end glorifies God in hopes that they will see Christ and and the appeal of Christ um, in verse 21 um, we are we are instead called to follow and imitate Christ who when he suffered or was persecuted did not retaliate in the same way he was treated um, it tells us here follow uh, in his steps he committed no sin neither was deceit found in his mouth when he was reviled he did not revile in return when he suffered he did not threaten when, uh, but continued and trusted himself to who to him who judges justly um, so alternatively here we see that he does <clears throat> what he does is give us an example and calls uh, calls us instead to place our trust in God as sovereign not making political leaders or making political leaders or God or sovereign rulers over creation um, when we're when we're suffering uh, when we're uh, reviled when we are mistreated we do not give those same things back instead we um, we honor we honor God um, and it is pleasing to God when we suffer um, uh, in similar ways like Christ suffered um, and and really it's like well what's the what's the answer here well it's we're, we're trusting God it's 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 not our action that makes it right it's what Christ did already that makes our world right. Uh, we are righteous because of him. And, um, and so our actions should reflect his character. And um, as far as resolving it, we leave that to God. That is not our place to, to make the world right. That is, that is God's role. We just live out Christ's character to the best of our ability. Um. And then I want to go back to uh, verse 17 here. And this is very important, especially with <clears throat> the topic today. Verse 17, honor everyone, love your brotherhood, fear God, and honor the emperor. Again, there is no exception here. And this verse has already made it clear that even, even unjust rulers, this applies to them. It, we don't be like, well, I'll do it when uh when they're when they're treating us well if my employer treats me well or if the president is a good president and i support him or whoever it may be no this is this is the standard 100 percent of the time um and i and i think it really helps us to look at what was going on at the time when peter was writing this shortly before after peter wrote this um nero was the the emperor in rome and he had Rome burned to the ground, and as a result, there was uh, many died, many were homeless, um, and there was a lot of just chaos going on, and people looking for someone to blame. And 
And uh, so Nero, um, already recognizing that Christians who associated with the Jews were, were already hated, decided to blame the burning of Rome on Christians. Um, and so this started a 200-year persecution period of Christians. Some uh, Christians at this time were being impaled on spikes, dipped in wax, and lit as human uh, torches for parties, um, just all sorts of, uh, of terrible things. And while this was going on, Peter, Peter wrote, honor the emperor. So, um, we are not facing anything like that in this, in this country. And if so, I can, I can easily say if Peter's calling people to honor the emperor, um, you, you can believe we better be honoring our, our, our president and, and, uh, and any other person that would fall under a master employer, anything like that. Um, again, this isn't saying that what they're doing is, uh, is to be, if it's wrong that we support it or anything like that, we, we, we identify that, but this is mainly our response. We, we still give respect. Uh, we honor them. And when we do that, we honor God and, uh, glorify God. Uh, because that's what he's called us to do. Again, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. This isn't just good leaders. It's any leader, period. Um, so let's move on. We have, <clears throat> I want to take a good look at David here in um, 2 Samuel chapter 1, verses 1 through 16. I I think David is also, uh, when we when we see this topic kind of covered, I think, I sometimes think we kind of skip over David a little bit, but I think David, and there's so much, I mean, you could read through first and second Samuel and you'll see so much information on, on, on how David viewed leadership, um, rulers and things like that. Um, obviously I can't cover that all today, but I just want to take a look at a specific part in time, uh, in second Samuel, again, chapter one, verses one through 16. And then uh, we'll kind of break it down a little bit here. So it says, After the death of Saul, when David had returned from striking down the uh, Amalekites, David remained two days in Ziklag. And on the third day, behold, a man came from Saul's camp with his clothes torn and dirt on his head. And when he came to David, he fell on the ground and paid homage. David said to him, Where do you come from? And he said to him, I have escaped from the camp of Israel. And David said to him, how did it go? Tell me. And he answered, the people fled from the battle and also many of the people have fallen and are dead. And Saul and his son, Jonathan are also dead. Then David said to the young man who told him, how do you know that Saul and his son, Jonathan are dead? And the young man who, who told him said, by chance, I happened to be on Mount Gilboa. And there was Saul leaning on his spear, and behold, the chariots and the horsemen were closing upon him. And when he looked behind him, he saw me and called to me, and I answered, Here I am. And he said to me, Who are you? I answered him, I am an Amalekite. And he said to me, Stand beside me and kill me, for anguish has seized me, and yet my life still lingers. So I stood behind him, stood beside him and killed him, because I was sure that he could not live after he had fallen. 
And I took the crown that was on his head and the armlet that was on his arm, and I brought them here to my Lord. Then David took hold of his clothes and tore them, and so did all the men who were with him. And they mourned and wept, fasted until evening for Saul and for Jonathan and his son, and for the people of the Lord and for the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. And David said to the young man who told him, Where do you come from? And he answered, I am a son of a sojourner and Amalekite. David said to him, How is it you were not afraid to put out your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Then David called one of the young men and said, Go, execute him. And he struck him down so that he died. And David said to him, Your blood be on your head, for your own mouth has testified against you, saying, I have killed the Lord's anointed. So, to be kind of leading up to here, there's a lot that happens before this point, but uh, just to kind of give a few points here, multiple times before this moment, Saul had pursued David and sought to kill him. Um, Saul was jealous of David. David uh, Saul saw David as, you know, who's going to be the next to be king, and um, and the people would sing songs glorifying uh, David over Saul. And, and so Saul had a lot of jealousy towards David and, uh, and sought to kill him many times. And in, and in these opportunities, uh, or it presented many opportunities where it, actually David could have killed Saul, but he didn't. Instead, he did things like cut off his robe and, and then, uh, and then revealed Saul that he, he could have killed him, but instead he just took a piece of his robe. And, um, and so, and Saul would back off for a little bit and then, and then come back and pursue David again later. Um, and so there's many encounters and, and, and David's men pushed him sometimes towards it. And David was like, no, I'm, I, this isn't, this isn't my job. This is, this is God's, um, God's plan, um, God's in control, and and it's not my place to take the life of the king. And so, uh, again, and and Saul was uh, had become a wicked ruler, and and uh, and he was wicked towards David. Uh, when David was very good to Saul, he he won Saul many victories and uh did many great things and and Saul so in David's eyes he he had had just about every right to uh to say that Saul was a was a wicked ruler and and he still had honor for that position and also David uh delivers a very harsh judgment uh punishment uh what have you on the one who kills Saul uh, really think about that, how severe uh, it was to dishonor the king in David's eyes, whom God appointed, regardless of how good of a king he was or bad. Uh, could you imagine that the same severity was issued today um, or just desiring the same thing out of a out of a current president or a past president? If, if that same severity was used 
um, to dishonor a ruler who God has appointed. That's a reality we have to deal with. God has appointed these rulers, whether we liked them or not, agreed with them or not, whether they're good, just, unjust, whatever it is, God appointed them for his purpose. And, and we dishonor them all the time. And I see it all the time and it's just unbiblical and, and terrible. Um, the, the contempt that we have for these rulers instead of praying for them and, and, and asking God to give them wisdom and how to lead us. Um, again, we are called to honor. That does not mean again, we have to agree with them, but honor and respect is biblically not optional at all. Um, so that's just something I, I wanted to look at. Um, I have some more stuff that I want to kind of go over, but, um, I think I'll go over some of it in, in part two of this, just because, um, some of it will kind of be more for this and, and the other part. And so, and I kind of want to bring them together with some other verses. So I'll go over the other verses and the other stuff, um, next time. Um, so yeah, this is a little bit shorter today, but I just kind of want to go over, uh, this part. And, uh, so that's it. That's all I have for you today. If you have any prayer requests or praises, as always, you can send them to walk in the light at walk in the light sp.com. And again, if you, uh, want any more daily doses of hope and scripture, you can follow us at our social media accounts. We have a Twitter at walk in underscore the light, a Facebook at walk in the light and an Instagram at walk in the light sp.com. So I just want to thank you all for listening today and, and God bless you.